Are you a bariatric athlete working out to feel good now and keep moving forward with your fitness level? Well, coming up, try these seven strategies to get the most from your workout. They're back. ProCare Health's customer favorite calcium dark chocolate bars are now available online at ProCareNow.com. Creamy chocolate plus calcium and vitamin D. You'll love them. Use code SUSAN10 to save 10%. Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist Dr. Susan Mitchell. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast, episode number 74. I'm so glad you're listening. Most of my career, I've worked in some type of media, mainly radio, where I did morning drive nutrition spots, gosh, over 18 years. That's actually how I started podcasting. I was working at a radio station where podcasts were brand new. They decided to do them, and I had an opportunity to learn. So that's what led me to start and ultimately to you. I created Bariatric Surgery Success to provide you with life-changing information week to week and simple strategies and tools so you can be successful because that's what it's all about, right? Bottom line is your success. So I'm happy you've connected with me. You're in the right place. Have you signed up for the weekly Breaking Down Nutrition newsletter? If not, you can find it on my website, homepage, breakingdownnutrition.com. It is such a quick way every week to find out what's going on in bariatric nutrition. I'll tell you about our new freebies, upcoming courses. We have a new course coming up in the spring, product discounts, uh, even the latest episode. So check it out if you haven't signed up, please do. Let's talk sports nutrition and specifically bariatric sports nutrition, which is a very new field of research. And I want you to know this up front because there aren't a lot of sports nutrition guidelines if you've had bariatric surgery and are involved in sports and workouts. So the guidelines currently available can vary a lot between people and between types of workouts, such as endurance or distance running for half marathons, marathons, for example, as compared to weightlifting. And since dietitians often specialize in an area of nutrition, just like I do in weight and bariatrics, many physicians do in medicine as well, your bariatric dietitians may not be up to date on sports nutrition. And then dietitians who specialize in sports nutrition may not know much about bariatric nutrition. So bottom line, Ask your dietitian specific questions about your workout and your sports. He or she may need to check with their contact and their resources to get you the right answers, but they can. Read on your own and then ask more questions to them. And then, of course, it's going to take some trial and error. Each of you is different, and each of your surgeries and your outcomes are too. So the type of surgical procedure matters in how you tweak your diet for workouts. For example, a sleeve gastrectomy tends to be easier to adapt to than a Roux-en-Y procedure because it's less invasive, which typically means a smaller incision and less tissue trauma during surgery, and usually a less... Uh, shorter time to heal and be back on your feet. Well, I'm the kind of person who wants direct, specific answers now. (laughs) Are you? And often, it just doesn't work that way in medicine or nutrition. But it doesn't mean there aren't strategies that work. There are for sure. 
but it may take you some trials and some tweaking to find out what's going to work for you and the type of exercise or sports or training that you've decided to do. So let's look deeper into what we know now. If you exercise for less than an hour, most likely you can continue with your daily bariatric diet and then it will be just fine. Or you may need a few more calories. And where the calories come from, meaning those macros, protein and carbs specifically I'm talking about here, is going to depend on what your workout is like. So if you're an athlete who exercises at high intensity for longer than an hour, then there are going to be other things to think about. So remember, you're unique. And of course you're special so trial and error is the best answer is is the way to find out what foods and fluids you're going to tolerate the best as you work out so let's think about seven things to consider number one have you ever heard the term nutrition periodization it just means that your diet or how you eat should match the level of your activity in a less intense workout, typically under an hour, we just said, your body will need less total carbs and calories than if you're training longer and at a higher intensity. So your workouts that are lower intensity and less time, again, typically under an hour, usually work well with your normal daily intake or a few more additional calories, as I just mentioned a minute or so ago. If you work out longer, and again, we're talking an hour and way more, and at a higher intensity, then you may need to eat five to six smaller meals and snacks rather than three meals. So these five to six smaller meals include both your pre and your post exercise meals and snacks. The volume of your meals and snacks will depend on your surgery type and your personal tolerance, as well as your training demand, meaning how hard, how long, what you're doing. And then you want to keep an eye on your weight. So you prevent weight regain from eating more calories than you are burning in your activity. Number two, these pre and post workout meals and snacks, they should include protein, and whole food carbs like fruit and whole grains or starchy veggies just like you eat when you're not working out what do you eat first i know what i hope your answer has always been up until now right your answer has always been protein okay here's a potential conflict to think about don't miss this so come back if you're doing something else here's a potential conflict to think about if you're lifting weights it makes sense that protein first that concept that you've always done works, right? But what if you're walking, running, biking, swimming hard and long instead, or training for a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon or a full marathon? You may not get the carbs you need for these types of events and could bonk. What is bonk? Well, you're going to know it if it happens for sure. It's, it's where you feel that sudden loss of energy and a sudden fatigue and you think, oh my gosh, I just cannot drag myself on any longer. And it's caused by a depletion of your glycogen stores and that glycogen is stored in the livers and the muscles. You don't want this to happen. It isn't pretty. And it's why circling back with your, bi uh, your bariatric dietitian to personalize your needs with based on your specific type of training is so important. 
you'll need more carbs and you may need to eat them first so you don't bonk and you have the energy to do what you're training to do. This is an important discussion to have because it goes against what you're always told to do, right? And this is why sports nutrition and bariatrics is new and sometimes it's trial and error to figure it out. Number three, let's call this one food for thought. Intensive exercise, these hard workouts we're talking about, whether with weights or long distance type of training of some type or in between, is probably smarter one or two years down the road when your calorie intake can be higher and your macros tweaked. Now, this doesn't mean you don't exercise, not at all. The first six months, you're healing and you're just trying to move around more, right? But the intensive workouts might, and then well, let me go back to this a little bit more. So six months you're healing, you're just trying to move more, and then you move on to walking, swimming, that type of thing. And then the intensive workouts might be better initiated one or two years after your surgical procedure. Have this discussion with your team if you want to work out harder or longer and it's still early in your recovery. Number four, if you're down the track and you desire to increase your workout, what does a pre-workout meal look like? Okay, a couple of minutes ago, we talked about the need to include both protein and whole food carbs with the amount of each based more on the type of workout you do. So general examples would be like a hard boiled egg with a half to one slice of whole grain toast or deli meat like sliced turkey wrapped around a low fat cheese stick and fruit. Could be cottage cheese with fruit, berries or grapes or sliced banana. Remember, the protein or carb amount may need to be altered based on the type of exercise you're doing. If you're three to four hours out from your workout, a meal fits in fine. As you get closer to the time you plan to go exercise, reduce the amount of food. And if you're only 30 minutes to an hour before you get started, continue just to hydrate only. Number five. Since you know your event days or your training days, aim to prehydrate a bit more and increase your fluid intake two to four cups in the day or two days before your hard training or event. Then as usual, sip on your fluids all day, just like you typically do, as well as during your workout. Okay, another potential conflict and something you want to trial and error and talk to your dietitian about. Typically, we tell you to do what? Keep those foods and fluids separate by 30 minutes or more. And typically, that's what you're gonna do, but your dietitian may tell you differently depending on how far out from surgery you are now in order for you to stay hydrated. So a discussion you want to have, do I need to do that differently? Remember though, that you can also eat foods with higher water or fluid content. So this is gonna be like Greek yogurt or a protein shake. Even veggies and fruit have high water content. So how are you gonna know if you're hydrated? How do you monitor your hydration? That's right, look at your urine. What color should it be? You got it, pale or light yellow. When it's darker, it's sending you the message to consume fluids. 
Number six, don't forget about dumping syndrome. Remember that if you consume those foods high in refined carbs, you may experience bloating, abdominal pain, nausea, diarrhea, even low blood pressure or a change in your heart rate. The symptoms vary depending on whether you experience early or late dumping syndrome. This means that using sports strengths, don't miss this. This is important for you when you're making decisions. Using sports drinks and gels may be a problem due to the high carb content. Remember, if you exercise longer than one hour, consuming carbs and electrolytes can help prevent that sudden loss of energy and fatigue. Remember, we called the bunk. So there are recommendations right now that suggest to consume somewhere in the range of 30 to 60 grams of carbs per hour in about 10 gram increments. But you don't have to use a sports drink or gels. They don't have magical powers. Did you hear that? Sports drinks and gels don't have magical powers, but they're very convenient. Did you know you can eat a few raisins or other fruit and get your carbs and calories easily? You don't want low blood sugar or fainting as you try to get stronger through your workout. So dumping syndrome, we want to keep that as far away as we possibly can. Also, not getting enough quality calories can show its ugly face in muscle wasting, poor performance, or trouble with recovery. Speaking of recovery, try to eat or drink your meal within 30 minutes to one hour after you finish your workout. Okay, this might surprise you too. Shoot for a ratio of two to one carb to protein for a post-workout meal. I know this is not typically the bariatric way, which is why which carbs you choose to eat, by that I mean whole food carbs, is important along with how much. Your dietitian may have a very certain strategy that you're to follow. Number seven and last, but not least, be sure and take those bariatric supplements daily. Let your dietitian know how much you train. Because did you know that the more you work out, increased workouts and increased calorie burn can increase the need for some supplements such as iron, for example. I don't want you becoming anemic because you're not getting enough. Sports nutrition is just as important after your surgery as it is for anyone who trains or works out. Try these strategies, discuss them with your healthcare team, find out which ones will work for you. Take care of yourself and be good to you. You're worth it. Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC. All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.